What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. When I see the food, I eat it. Bada boom. Start your weekend off right. Listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. I'm on a light diet. I only eat when it's light out. Bada boom. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN. 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. I'm on a man with a stove. I'm going to let this music play. That's what they called Eric Clapton, slow hand. Listening to him yesterday, the more complicated the surgery, the more I listen to Eric Clapton, and he just calms the room down. I feel bad for the nurses, but they actually enjoy it. Many surgeons don't even listen to music, but I love listening to music. And unfortunately, I just love listening to Eric Clapton, so they hear it over and over again. But that's okay. The things could be worse. I'm so excited because I'm joined in studio by my good friend, and really I respect the hell out of him, the great Dr. Steve Shin. Steve, thanks so much for waking up early and fighting the traffic to get here. (laughs) Thanks for having me, Robbie. So I... Love, passion, and and whether you work in a lumber yard or you're a surgeon, whatever you do for a living that draws you and what you have is passion for hand surgery. Where did that come from? You got exposed to pediatrics. You got exposed to spine surgery. You could do all kinds of knee surgery. What was it about hand surgery and when was that moment, and who is the surgeon that inspired you? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, I would say my passion uh, for hand surgery truly began back when I was in college. Really? Uh, yeah, that long ago. When I was a senior in college, I did uh, some research on, on a complex topic uh, in, in wrist surgery with, with my mentor, Dr. Arnold Peter Weiss at, at Brown. Uh, over in Rhode Island, and uh, that's where I was in, in college uh, and, and, and medical school. And he was just a, a great guy, but a smart guy, and the way he interacted with patients and did research, amazing. And so I was like, you know what, I want to be like him. You know that. So I kind of knew even before medical medical school that hand surgery was the way I wanted to go. And then I had to choose between, all right, am I going to be a bone doc, orthopedist, and do it, or am I going to be a plastic surgeon because they can both do it? Right. And uh, I was like, you know what? I like putting things together. I like working with my hands. Um. And uh. And 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 I didn't want to do cosmetic surgery all day, so I was like, I'll do orthopedics. And did that. Went to New York. Did that and eventually did a year of training in just hand surgery. Uh, and then, uh, joined the famous uh, Curl and Job Orthopedic Clinic and, uh, where I developed uh, uh, somewhat more great mentors like, uh, Dr. Frank Job, who I miss dearly, Dr. Steve Lombardo and Clarence Shields, who you know, right. uh, Dr. James Taboni. Uh, and so over a course of about 15 years at Curl and Job, I was able to, uh, develop the, um, uh, this, 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 continue to develop this passion, um, in, in hand surgery but also treating uh, athletes. A good friend of both of ours is Dr. Elitrash, the Dodger doctor, the Ram doctor. And he gave a lecture that I went to. I enjoyed so much because I still see you and him as artists in addition to being great surgeons. And in this lecture, and this show is called The Weekend Warrior. It's about the people who watch sports when we play on the weekends. But the real warriors are the professional athletes. And 
the injuries are the same, right? Our bodies are the same. Many of the surgeries, not all of the surgeries are the same. But what I learned in this lecture that Dr. Elitrosh gave was in order for our bodies to throw a baseball at 100 miles an hour, you're asking the ligaments, the tendons, the muscles, the cartilage, the joint to do something that actually is supernatural. So be careful, Dr. Elitrosh said to the audience of orthopedic surgeons, when you see a labral tear in an elite athlete's shoulder, when you see a capsular rip in an elite baseball player's shoulder, your temptation will be, I got to put stitches, I got to repair it, I got to make it right. But actually, he may have accommodated his body and ripped the hell out of the labrum and the capsule to get the torque and the speed so that he can throw 100 miles an hour. And that, in fact, if you repair it, he won't be able to do that anymore. When we listen to the subtleties of Mariano Rivera's cutter pitch that no one else can throw, or Drew Brees with an accuracy with a football that no one else has, and the elite athletes that you get to take care of for their hands, do you see similarities that they've had to accommodate their anatomy to allow them to become elite? Absolutely. I think, I think you're absolutely right. And Dr. Elatrosh, a dear friend of mine and a brilliant, brilliant guy, um, he, 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 he taught me a lot of this and, 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 and taught me how to focus on the whole individual, uh, and not just one body part. So even though I'm a hand and wrist surgeon, you know, and as you mentioned before, the kinetic chain from the toes all the way to the fingertips, it's so true. And these athletes have to, uh, learn how to, push their body to the max, uh, to be able to do what they do. It's almost unhuman kind of what they do. Uh, but, um, um, but it's, it's absolutely true. They need to accommodate, uh, their bodies for the specific activity, whether it's throwing a baseball, throwing that cutter that you just talked about by Mariana Rivera or the football, you know, being able to get that, 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 um, that space between your thumb and your, and your fingers to grip that football like Drew Brees or even, or basketball, uh, whatever, whatever the sport, whatever the thing that you are that you're gripping. Um, I think that, um, uh, these players, these elite athletes really have to learn how to, accommodate their bodies for their activity. I know listening now is a friend of mine, Reinhold Schmieding, who's really developed a company that we're all very proud of, who are surgeons, because he actually listens to what we need in the operating room, and the company is Authrex. And you are very involved with Authrex in the design, and as I said in the introduction, about making the world a better place, moving the needle, getting people to have an injury and get back on the field, back to work. It doesn't necessarily have to be an elite athlete. And your fascination with what's known as an internal brace, which you're a real leader in the design and the development and bringing this cool new gadget to our world. I want to ask you, there's a difference. And we see football players tearing their ACLs all the time, and everybody knows, up oh, they're out for the season because we have to now use – I don't like the cadaver as a graft. I prefer to use the athlete's own uh, structures and just rearrange the furniture in the knee. But I'm going to use something different to rebuild their ligament versus actually putting stitches in it. The synovial fluid doesn't let the ACL heal on its own like a ligament to the MCL or other areas. So you need surgery and you have to use a graft. The beautiful new world of repairing the ACL 
but it's really only for a select few in terms of the location of the tear. So we're not there yet. But the idea of repairing what's torn versus having to use a graft or some other body part, some other piece of furniture to make up for the fact that the, the living room chair is gone, so now you use a kitchen chair or whatever. That's basically what a graft is. That internal brace is now allowing you to use the patient's own ligament rather than a graft. Talk to me more about why you prefer to repair something versus reconstruct it. Sure. Um, it's, it's a great question. Um, and it's one of my, that is one of my passions within my passion actually right now mm-hmm. is, is, is studying, uh, this concept called an internal brace augmentation mm-hmm. of a ligament repair. So you're not replacing the ligament, at least we're not yet, with something synthetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're trying to, uh, improve the strength of your repair, um, and not have to use another tissue graft, like a tendon or something, mm-hmm. to replace the ligament that's torn. Um, and so this internal brace that we call it uh, really acts like a seatbelt. And that's what uh, Reinhold and Arthrex uh, 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 continuously say, and that's what we want to get across, um, is that when you're stressing that ligament, uh, right before the point of failure, okay, right before that ligament just wants to bust open again, you've got the seatbelt, this internal brace that kicks in. And so it's not going to take away from the strength of the healing of the ligament while it's healing. You don't want it to do that. You want it to just kick in at the right time. And so that's what gives me the confidence when I do this procedure, for example, for a thumb ulnar collateral ligament injury. So there's a different UCL from the from the more famous UCL on the elbow that where Tommy John surgery is done if mm-hmm. that's ruptured. So there's a smaller one in the thumb, and that's what Drew had torn. Uh, and Mike Trout and Chris Paul <laughs> okay, and all sure. the other people you've taken. <laughs> right, right, sure, I love sure, it. Sure, sure, a few more. Uh, but um, so, so I was thinking, you know what? Uh, this and first of all, I didn't, I didn't invent this procedure. This mm-hmm. was a, a, another brilliant guy in Scotland, Dr. Gordon McKay, uh, came up with this concept with Arthrex, uh, using it for ankle instability mm-hmm. and trying to repair a ligament down there and try to get the with the internal brace and get these athletes back to walking, running, jumping much much sooner. And he was able to do that. So I was thinking, wow, this is working great in this weight bearing joint. Surely we can use it in the thumb for this very common injury. So I started doing it there um, and so refining the technique uh, over over time. And obviously Arthrex has, uh, has uh, they're the only company that offers the unique implants to do this internal brace augmentation. Mm. And so, and they were very receptive to surgeon feedback and allowed me to uh, give input uh, to the design as well as the techniques um, and finally came up with that perfect technique uh, to to use the internal brace for this thumb UCL tear. It gives me the confidence to get the patients moving faster, getting them back to play faster. Uh, and it's not just athletes, by the way. <laughs> you know, uh, it's not just athletes that get these injuries, obviously. It's called skiers' thumbs. So people who ski get right. it too. But it's also, you know, someone who falls on the sidewalk, you know, right. and, and hyperextends their thumb or gets it caught on something and, 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 and thumb goes a different way and tears a ligament. And so anybody can get it. So anybody that doesn't, you know, want to be in a cast, after surgery, and traditionally you have to be for at mm-hmm. least a month, maybe six weeks, um, don't they don't have to be anymore. They mm-hmm. can get moving within two or three days, which is what these uh, uh, elite athletes have done. So it's been really amazing. I'm going to have to take a break, but when we come back, I tell the listeners, I see God in my life in two places. One, when I surf and a porpoise comes up next to me while I'm in the ocean, it just brings me back to who started this whole thing. And I see God in the operating room. 
And one of the most fascinating muscles in the body, I actually don't deal with, but you do. Because a muscle is anchored to bone, crosses the joint, and allows us to move our elbow, our shoulder, our knee. It crosses the joint as a tendon, causes the movement. But there's one area of the body where the muscle actually doesn't originate from the bone. It originates from another muscle, the lumbrical. When you see a lumbrical, it makes you weep. It makes you appreciate who invented this. And I want to talk about that and a few other things. Coming up next with the great Dr. Steve Shin. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN.